I love real estate. I, I would like to do real estate in, until I retire. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's similar to teaching in the fact that, that you're helping people, right? So um, I really enjoyed helping students and, and when they you know figured something out that they, they didn't understand before, uh, kind of seeing that aha moment where kids are, are you know, figuring something out, whether it's socially or whether it's academically. Um, but when you're helping people purchase homes, it's a similar feeling. I work. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I get to talk to Toby Fernie, a man who lives near the ocean here in California. Who has it better than Toby? I don't know, but he's got it pretty good. This is a man who was doing real estate for, for five years in college in Boston, made the move to Monterey, California, uh, was teaching, and then realized, you know what, maybe I can't make enough money on that. And then he obviously got into the real estate game where there was more agents than transactions per year. So we're going to dive into this. So if you're like in a market where you're like, man, I don't know if I can make it work. We're going to be talking about those types of strategies here on this episode. Toby, thank you so much for joining us. Take us into like, what is it like making the transition from being a, a, a teacher to a real estate agent? Well, first, thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. I'm a big fan of the show. I uh, get a lot of great ideas from, from other agents. So I uh, appreciate it. The opportunity to be on here and share a little bit about my story. Um, so yeah, as you mentioned, I was a teacher for, for about nine years. Uh, I taught in Boston for a couple of years, taught out of the country for about six years, and then I moved to California, taught for one year in the Monterey area before switching back to real estate. And I, I'd done real estate for five years in college, so it was something that I felt familiar with and, and you know, I didn't want to go back to college and get a new degree and you know knew that I could study for the test while I was still teaching and, and take a little bit of time uh, to transition into real estate. And, uh, you know, it does take a bit of a leap of faith, if you will, to go uh, from something that is a, a steady paycheck, uh, you know, every week, uh, you know, no matter, um, you don't need to close a certain number of transactions in order to get paid as a teacher. Um, so it is quite the shift in order to, you know, go from working with a set schedule Monday through Friday, uh, you know, taking work home, obviously, as, as a teacher, too. But, um, you know, it's more, you know what you're going to be doing day to day, whereas real estate, you know, you wake up and, and every day can be different and trying to figure out a focus. Um, and, you know, you can go days or weeks where, where if you're not focused as a realtor, uh, then it's going to end up hurting you and hurting your business in the long run. So it's one of those things where you kind of got to be a self-starter and, and self-motivated. Yeah. I like seeing the correlations between different industries, like the practices, skills, character traits, et cetera, that make people successful. What, what do you think about teaching particularly prepared you for real estate? I think as a teacher, I always tried to, you know, meet students where they were. So meet them individually. If you are trying to teach to a class of 25 kids and, and give everybody the, the same formula or the same you know, amount of attention or the same amount of, you know, support. Uh, some, some students are, and are going to excel better if you give them, you know, tasks to work on their own, might work better in a group, uh, might need a little bit, you know, additional support. So uh, I always tried to kind of have an interactive classroom where, where people were getting different, different support, different focuses from, from me as a teacher. And I think you, have to do that in real estate as well. You have to meet people where they are. You have to recognize that everybody is different. You can't set up 
just one formula for what you're going to do when you're a realtor and think that it's going to going to resonate and work for everybody. I try to meet people where they are. If they're a phone call person, if they're, you know, prefer text, if they prefer email, uh, if they prefer for me to check in with them every day, if they just want me to check in with them when, when something needs their attention or something's not going well, that needs to be uh, adjusted, you know, try to just figure out what works best for, for each one of your clients. And, and that way, um, you know, you're meeting them where they are, not the other way around. Yeah. And fairly early on, you got on the video train as far as marketing. Um, was that natural for you because you were a teacher? So you're used to putting together presentations or what, what drew you to video? You know, I think the main thing that, that drew me to video was, was just during COVID. I didn't know when there was going to be a time that I could, you know, meet with clients or meet with them face to face. And I didn't want my business to, to slow down, especially being new to Monterey, not knowing that many people. I figured that this was going to be a way uh, for me to get in front of additional people. And, and that's why I decided to uh, start a YouTube channel in, in the summer of, of 2020. Uh, certainly something that didn't come naturally to me. I think that talking in front of a camera, making videos, it's like any other skill. Uh, it's something that, that takes time and something that, that takes practice. So uh, I would say the first six months, my videos were horrendous. There's quite a few that I've, you know, since taken down from public to private because they were, they were so bad and taking them off my channel. Um, but, you know, it took some time and then, you know, six months into it, it really got into a, a good groove and I've been making videos for, for about three years now. And so, um, I find that it's, you know, easier to come up with topics, um, you know, ideas that, uh, you know, work for, for my audience and, and gets me in front of uh, more potential clients. So that's, you know, kind of the goal, uh, for my real estate channel is to, to help provide value to people who don't know uh, about the Monterey area or don't know the real estate process. Uh, and then my hope is that, you know, by providing this, this free resource to them, that, that in turn, that they'll be interested in working with me as their realtor. How do you, uh, like if, if you were to take, here's the style of video you want to create, here's the avatar, like how do you map that process out? Well, I, I have different categories of videos that I make. Um, you know, some of them are real estate related. So if it's a monthly market update is, is one video that I often make for my channel. Uh, I'll, I'll do another video that's what's new on the market where I share new listings that have come on the market, uh, going over, you know, maximum, median, uh, mean, uh, you know, prices on, on sales and, and new listings. So that's one category. Another category that I do uh, will be living in Monterey. So, I mean, that is the name of my channel. So I make a lot of uh, lifestyle videos about what it's like to live in the area, you know, best restaurants, things to do, uh, you know, hiking trails, information about schools. This is information that, that people who are moving to the area are interested in. Uh, so that's going to be another kind of bucket or category, if you will, of videos that I make. Uh, and then uh, the last one that I do is kind of just general real estate news and process, you know, so what's, you know, what's trending, how are, how are rates, how's the market doing? Um, you know, is there something that more people are doing like a, a three, two, one buyer buy down uh, for rates when, when rates were high? Um, you know, I go over California real estate. So whether it's the contract or real estate taxes, um, and usually what I do is I'll kind of put together an outline and make a script uh, of what I want to say. Uh, I'll read through that script a couple of times, and then I usually go uh, in front of the 
front of the video, uh, create the video, go back and, and edit it uh, before I post it. And I try to post about once a week. And so as a result, you're doing about $22 million in real estate. I mean, which is a considerable income. I mean, probably half a million plus in income off of videos that you're doing once a week. I mean, this is pretty spectacular. Can you kind of give us a, a journey of, of how it ramped to that level? Yeah, so that, you know, that that amount that I, I shared with you is was over time since I, I started my channel. So yeah. uh, it's not that every year. <laughs> every year, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, just just from my channel. It's not that every year. That's uh, kind of the amount that I've done over the last two and a half years. It took a little bit of time before I uh, started generating some clients from my channel. So it's not uh, something that you, you do overnight. But um, yeah, I mean, a big thing for me as a real estate agent is trying to think about the, you know, effort versus return. Right. If I were to go out and, you know, door knock or, or send mailers or try to do open houses, uh, the amount of time and effort that I would need to do in order to reach the same number of people, uh, the same you know number of uh, views or people that come across my channel and know that I'm a, a local real estate agent, um, it's not even close. Just you know the amount of effort that it would take to to do some of those other things. Uh, those are kind of things where you're going out and you're you know actively trying to come across people, whether it's cold calling, door knocking, open houses. Uh, you know, you're hoping that you're going to get someone to answer the phone or somebody's going to come to the door or people are going to show up to your open house. Whereas with the YouTube channel, you make videos, the videos are out there and then people come across your channels because they're searching out that information. So, um, you know, in the analytics section of a YouTube channel, it can show you uh, the number of people that are interacting with your videos, how many views you get, uh, how often, you know, how long they're staying and watching those videos. Uh, and then from there, you can try to make other videos that are resonating with your audience. And, you know, the hope is that YouTube as an algorithm and as a social media platform is going to get you in front of more people. And then that's that's more potential clients. But um, I looked the other day on my channel and three years into to having my channel, uh, I've gotten 250,000 views. My channel gets around uh, 500 views every 24 hours. Um, so, you know, it keeps increasing and going, going up and up over time. Um, so I can't think of another thing that I could have done, whether it's, uh, you know, in-person activities as a realtor, community events, where you come across, you know, 250,000 people that are, that are uh, interacting with you uh, during that time span. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. 
As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. And so given that you've got this down to one video a week, what sort of time allocation now that you've got the systems behind it does it take you to put a video out? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So it, it certainly does take time to to put together the videos. It's like anything else. It's uh, not something that somebody else can do for you. Uh, that being said, there are tasks that you can allocate and, and share out with other people. Uh, if you are somebody who's doing a lot of business, you can't think of adding another thing to your to your busy plate. Um, there are editors out there who can take care of the editing process for you, you know, create a thumbnail for you. That's the front image that goes on your video uh, and even upload it to your YouTube channel for you. So, you know, the creating of a script and an idea for the video that might take a half an hour if that, and then the, the filming itself of the video uh, probably takes around a half an hour too. So you're looking at about an hour to create a video. The most time consuming thing by far is editing and uploading your videos. That probably takes more like five to six hours in, in order to edit, let's say, a five-minute video. About you know every minute that you're editing takes around an hour uh, for me for you know adding things into the video like text and music, uh, cutting out the areas that that I made mistakes or you know forgot what I was planning to say. Um, so that's the most time-consuming thing, but it probably takes me less than than ten hours a week uh, would be the amount of time that I focus on my YouTube channel. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So where, like when you think about growing even more, do you think about doing more videos than you're doing now? Like, how do you think through the growth uh, for the future? Yeah, you know, I do wish I had more time to, to dedicate to, to making more videos. Um, you know, I primarily practice in Monterey County, but I've also done some sales in Santa Cruz and San Jose. Uh, they're not super far away from me. Uh, you know, there's certain parts of Monterey County that are further away than Santa Cruz or San Jose are for me. Um, so if I could dedicate more time to, to my channel and making videos, I would probably start another channel for, for some of those surrounding markets uh, that I'd like to, to be doing more sales in as well. So make a, you know, I have this living in Monterey, California channel. So make a, you know, living in Santa Cruz or living in San Jose. Um, you know, that would be my recommendation if you're looking to make a channel would be to name it something that involves the area that you live in rather than your own personal name, because it's going to get, uh, you know, more people searching, searching that area. So, um, yeah, all the time I have tons of ideas and videos that I, that I want to make. I'm actually planning to go uh, shoot a video tomorrow. Uh, one of the most well-known streets, it's a historical street in Monterey, is called Alvarado Street. There's a lot of really cool restaurants and bars and coffee shops and things to do. Uh, so I ended up, uh, I got a, a new gimbal, which is something that helps to keep your camera steady. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and do a walking tour around there and kind of go over uh, some of my favorite restaurants and things to do on that street. So, um, you know, when you're busy as a realtor transacting, uh, you know, showing houses to clients, paperwork, uh, all the busy day-to-day -day things. Uh, it does make it kind of hard to to do too many videos a week. But uh, if I could do two or three a week, uh, I, I think it's definitely worth worth the effort of of making the videos. And so you would imagine that doubling or tripling that would produce more, or or would you say by doubling or tripling through two or three channels would probably be the best route? Like if someone had to 
had to ascertain like do they triple their current channel or do they create two channels what would you say yeah that's a great question and i've gone down a lot of you know rabbit holes of of trying to to figure out the youtube algorithm and there's so many different opinions out there for for youtube and i've watched uh, you know, countless hours on, on what makes the channel successful. I do think you want to have uh, a steady, um, you know, production of videos and des decide whatever it is you're going to do and then stick with it. So if it's going to be once a week, do that. If it's going to be once a month, if it's going to be, you know, twice a week, three times a week, um, YouTube does like to see that you're consistent in what you're doing. And then also your audience you know, probably is aware, okay, once a month, this person is going to make a video once a week. Uh, so they can be, you know, aware of that and, and come back and check it. Um, I've found that some weeks, you know, if I get super busy, I might not do a video and it might take, you know, two weeks until I make the next video. And then maybe there's another week where I have some time and I'll make two videos. And I've actually found, which is kind of interesting when I put that second video out. So let's say I put a video out on Monday and then I put a second one out on Friday. I found that that first video that I made on Monday doesn't get quite as much traction and as many views. Um, because if you're familiar with the YouTube interface, uh, any channel that you're subscribed to, when you open up YouTube, it'll come up as a recommended video. So I think, you know, probably in making two videos, the viewers that don't come on YouTube every day, uh, they might only see that second video that I've produced and, and end up missing that first one. So. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a hard question to answer, whether it would make more sense to make two or three videos on the same channel, or if it would be better to, you know, kind of expand to, to, to multiple channels, I would probably lean towards uh, doing that second one, especially if you're somebody who's in a market uh, that has, you know, nearby uh, different, you know, counties or different uh, neighborhoods, communities, um, you could really focus in on, you know, two different uh, towns or neighborhoods and, and uh, try and get a a larger uh, number of those potential buyers and sellers in that market. I'd like to talk to you because you were in real estate for five years in college in Boston, mostly doing rentals. And then you went into teaching for a while and then taught in Monterey and finally said, no, I, I got to make more money. I would love to talk through the, the psychology behind like you were succeeding in real estate, but then went into teaching. Was it teaching more gratifying? Like, can you kind of give us the, behind the scenes as to like how you made those decisions? Sure. Yeah. I, so I started real estate in college just as a way to help myself pay for college. Uh, I was an education major from the start. So my freshman year, I was uh, an education major. My, my dad is an early childhood professor. Uh, I did that for about 25 years at Ohio state and then a, a university in Boston as well. Uh, and then my mom's a nurse and she also so did some teaching too. Uh, for for students that would she was a psychiatric nurse so she did some teaching for for students that were were at their their hospital um, so it's kind of something that I always really wanted to do uh, be a teacher and um, it really helped me to do the international teaching I taught in in Panama Spain and Singapore so it was a really cool thing to do when I was in my twenties and you know no mortgage payment no no kids or anything like that so it was a fun time to travel. And see the world and then when i came back to to california and started teaching in california uh it was it was different i think that there are a lot of uh you know pressures and requirements that are put on teachers and state mandates and testing and things that really take away from from the joy of teaching and, and spending time with the students so uh, i found i wasn't enjoying it as much when i moved back to, to california and i moved back uh, to be closer to, to friends and family 
Um, and so I wasn't enjoying it that much. And uh, also I was on my 10th year as a teacher uh, and I was, uh, the amount of money that I was making, I was living in a one bedroom apartment at the time and I was losing around $500 a month. So um, I just kind of did the math and realized that this wasn't something that uh, I was going to be able to do and, and sustain uh, indefinitely moving forward. Wow. I, I can relate entirely um, with, I mean, especially because like, I don't know if you got out around Common Core or that type of thing. And but obviously yeah. it just it got a little bit crazy. So take us into like, so you transition real estate successful now. Do you view real estate as a long-term vehicle for you? Or do you see yourself utilizing it? And then when you get to a certain level of passive income, moving on to something else? I love real estate. I, I would like to do real estate and, until I retire. So uh, yeah, it, it's it's similar to teaching in the fact that that you're helping people, right? So um, I really enjoyed helping students, and and when they you know figured something out that they they didn't understand before, uh, and kind of seeing that aha moment where kids are are you know figuring something out, whether it's socially or whether it's academically. Um, but when you're helping people purchase homes, it's a similar feeling. I work with a lot of people, uh, a lot of teachers actually in the area who felt like they couldn't afford to purchase a house. Uh, it's a dream, something that they wanted to do for a really long time, but they felt like they just couldn't afford it because Monterey County is so expensive. And so when you help somebody, uh, you know, connect them with the right lenders, the right partners, the right people in the area who can help them see if this is a financial decision that will work for them, uh, and then you end up helping them purchase a home and get them keys to the house. Uh, that is, it might sound cheesy, but that's why I do real estate. And that's, you know, just a, a phenomenal feeling to, to help somebody purchase a house that that originally thought that they couldn't do it. So um, yeah, I would like to, to keep doing real estate uh, moving forward. I think that there are a lot of opportunities that you can do connected with real estate, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, podcasting like you do, helping a team, um, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, ways that you can connect with other realtors and, and networking and, and marketing. So um, I think I would like to do some things connected with that for real estate, but, um, you know, still helping and, and people buy and sell houses is, is something that I truly love. That's awesome. And what is your vision for your life and business next 12 to 18 months? So uh, I have been working primarily with buyers. It seems like, you know, a lot of the people who have reached out to me from the YouTube channel uh, are buyers, people that are relocating. And and now that I've been doing real estate in the air, area for five years, I am starting to get more clients that are now looking to sell. Uh, so I actually have a listing coming on the market in two weeks. This was somebody that I helped uh, purchase a house uh, a few months or a few years ago, excuse me. Uh, and then I have another listing coming up in September. That's somebody that I that I helped purchase too. So, um, you know, kind of starting to transition to do more sellers, uh, sell side, uh, as well as as working with buyers is is something that uh, you know I'd like to do. I think that it's very different when you're helping buyers versus sellers. Uh, buyers, it's a little more uh, you know spread out when you're helping people and uh, you know showing them different houses and different neighborhoods. And with sellers, it seems like it's a little bit more work up front, and then you know you can have the the listing and the marketing kind of kind of run itself while while buyers and buyers agents are are doing that. So um, you know that's one vision that I have is is trying to get into more uh, you know sell sides for for real estate as well. Uh, and then I actually created a course uh, last summer uh, helping realtors uh, start their own YouTube channel, get going on that. Uh, and you know it's a course that's 
uh, five different modules, talks about uh, everything A to Z uh, of how to set up a YouTube channel over uh, 50 lessons. Uh, so that's something that I started doing uh, last summer. I've been helping uh, realtors in different markets around the country to get their own channel set up and start having success uh, through YouTube. So that's a, that's a goal of mine that I have uh, in the next 12 to 24 months is just uh, continue to, to share that course out with people and, and support people who are trying to become top producers in their market. Love it. Awesome. Well, Toby, thanks for coming on and sharing about your life and business. Guys, there's so much you can get from this episode, not just to mention like how to create $22 million in revenue or, uh, you know, sales off of just the YouTube channel alone. So think about that, guys. I mean, this is like almost pure profit because you're not having to do all these other like lead pay, you know, paying for lead gen sources. Just obviously the transition to a new market where there's 1,500 agents, you said 1,400 transactions, and you're still able to nab a lot of business from that through the channel. So guys, write down something you learned, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable. This freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know you too, we'll be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 